0: Okay. Perfect. Hey. Hi, and welcome to How You Do That, a podcast that shares success, motivational, and inspirational stories. My name is Nina Dangel, and I'm the host of this show. Our very first episode is with Dr. Joel Furman, a medical doctor who is a six time New York Times bestselling author. Dr. Furman has been helping thousands of uh, individuals in preventing and reversing disease through nutrition. He has been on Dr. Oz, uh, PBS, CNN, and other television shows. In addition to documentaries such as Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, Eating You Alive, and many more, he has an upcoming book called Eat for Life, a new show on PBS called Food is Medicine, and a new retreat in San Diego, which he will discuss further. Welcome, Dr. Furman. It truly is a pleasure to have you on our show today.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here. and looking forward to talking to you.
0: Great. Wonderful. So to begin, uh, can you tell us more about yourself and uh, what you do in your line of work?
1: Well, I'm a board certified family physician specializing in nutritional medicine. But what I've done for the last 30 years mostly is see people with medical conditions that, that want to get well naturally and want to reverse it and not just take drugs for the rest of their life and stay sick. So I see a lot of people who are overweight with diabetes who want to get their health back not just lose weight, but get rid of their diabetes. A lot of patients with heart problems, chest pain, high blood pressure, want to normalize their blood pressure, get rid of their chest pain, avoid angioplasty and bypass surgery. What I'm saying right now is that nutritional excellence is a hundred times more powerful and effective than conventional drugs are. And if you have people can be motivated and informed about this and show that it can taste great, there are lots of people who want to do what they need to do to get well and not stay sick for the rest of their life. And also I work with a lot of people with autoimmune conditions like psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, lupus, you know, Sjogren syndrome, multiple sclerosis, autoimmune hepatitis, and people are able to reverse their condition and get well and not take these dangerous chemotherapeutic agents that cause cancer to control their symptoms. They can make full recoveries with nutrition. So my specialty is to encourage people to do what it takes to get better and, and earn their health back. But in doing so, in my, as a physician, treating people with problems, I also, as you said, write books and have a television show on PBS, advising people how to live a long time, how to not get cancer, how to never have a heart attack or a stroke, how to push the envelope of human longevity, how to live to 100 years old in great health. The same excellent nutrition that enables people to reverse disease is preventative and protective and why should people live with fear, with danger, and let tragedies happen to them, For meaning the American diet, the standard American diet, and the way people eat in the modern world is exceedingly dangerous. And this information is critical for everybody to know about.
0: Totally. I totally agree with you there. Um, and, and what led you to this path? I mean, it, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a path that's, a, um, it's, it's different, because some people believe that, you know, you need um medicine to to heal yourself well not really to heal but but to maintain that uh, that illness um but but you you led this different path where a lot of or many doctors are not uh, treading this path
1: that's right i i started on this road before medical school i was on the world figure skating team my father was overweight and sickly he started reading books on health and nutrition and got his health back and i started reading them too and observed the benefits you know when i was young before even and i it, it it incited my passion to the miraculous healings that nutrition could make available to people. So I made it to my career out of it. And it's been, I'm so blessed to have had a positive effect on so many hundreds of thousands of people who've gotten well and gotten their life back since from some very obviously you know, um, severe conditions. And to let people know that there's hope and they don't have to suffer being sick the rest of their life is tremendously powerful too. Because as you know, um, medications, or have side effects and are toxic and could be, and many medications increase risk of cancer. And they're not, um, they have a lot of problems with people taking multiple approaches to trying to take multiple medications at once. They're, they're dangerous. We, you know, there's thousands of deaths a year just from just from one antibiotic. In other words, we, we overuse antibiotics, blood pressure medications even been shown in studies to increase risk of breast cancer. Um, medications are overused and diabetic medications make people gain weight and become more diabetic. The Accord studies show that diabetic medications actually um, used more rigorously to lower people's blood sugar actually increase the risk of death and hasten their development of worsening their diabetes and morbidity. We're talking here about this idea that you eat yourself the disease and then you take a pill that's toxic while you keep eating yourself to the disease process. And the pill acts as a permission slip or enabler to think you're okay because your numbers look a little better on your blood test while you get heavier and sicker and sicker. And I'm trying to, so I am I'm a voice against that traditional type of care. And more and more, though, the research has been overwhelmingly supportive of this methodology. And the American College of Lifestyle Medicine now has had their own board certification exam, and thousands of doctors are embracing and utilizing these methods in their practice. And my books are well utilized by the, the, this growing new arm and new specialty in the medical profession who are treating people more naturally.
0: Right, right. And I know even for myself, I've, I've been a huge fan. I've been listening to you for the past 10 years, uh, and I've followed your work for a long time, hence the reason for, uh, for this podcast. Um, now, furthermore, what you're talking about, you know, the nutritional diet, So how does a nutritarian diet work to enable uh, massive weight loss permanently um, when almost all other diets only work temporarily and then the people gain the weight back again?
1: That's right. I mean, that's the whole point of this word I've coined, nutritarian means a diet rich in nutrients. When you're dieting to lose weight, it's almost worthless because it connotates that you're not going to continue to eat that way for the rest of your life. And anything you do for a temporary period of time has no benefit for you because temporary weight loss doesn't benefit your health, it actually hurts your health. When you lose and gain back again, lose and gain back again, it's worse than probably never even losing. There's no point in dieting or adopting some program just to lose weight. Any change you make that's gonna help your health in the weight loss arena, to benefit you has to be maintained permanently for the rest of your life. So you can't do this extreme exercising four hours a day unless you're gonna maintain that forever, and it's probably not good for you to exercise that much anyway, but the point is, and I'm making right now, is that a nutritarian diet is rich in the antioxidants and phytochemicals that protect against cancer and protect against dementia and protect against heart attacks and strokes. So it's the diet designed to have the full symphony of nutrients that we need to get to maximize cancer protection. And so, it's a diet that moderately, is moderately caloric restricted, but it's so rich in micronutrients, and we're eating lots of foods with a low caloric density that'll have a high nutrient bang per caloric buck. Mm. So, we're, we're showing people how a way they should eat for the rest of their life, and make it taste great. And the side effect is that weight's they lose the weight, but the, lose, the weight they lose, is going to be maintained forever, because they're not making these changes for for a short-term goal. They're making these changes for the long-term goal to live longer and maintain your mental faculties. And what I'm saying also is that you can't control the monster, your monster of appetite, unless you flood your body with an adequate amount of phytonutrients. What I'm saying right now is that the ubiquitous micronutrient deficiencies across America lead to a buildup because they're not taking in enough plant-derived antioxidants and phytochemicals lead to a buildup of waste products, metabolic waste, including um, reactive oxygen species of type of free radical and advanced glycation end products. We build up these toxins and then we feel so shaky and weak and headachey and fa- mental fog, we don't feel well from the toxicity of our diet. And then when we try to stop eating, we feel worse. So we're induced to kind of overeat because when we overstimulate ourselves with food, it makes themselves not, we can't detox while we're digesting. We can't repair while we're digesting. And the detox or repair can incite us feeling more uncomfortable. So people are forced to overeat calories so they don't feel so bad. And they have this disconnect between the amount of calories they re- desire and what they require. When you eat a diet that's more nutritionally rich and you lower your level of waste products, you're not driven to overeat because you're not fatigued when you're not eating and your body then gets in touch with real hunger, which just um, makes food taste better and makes you wanna eat when you have a need to eat calories and you would get connected with the instinctual drive to eat the right amount of calories to maintain your lean body mass. Mm -hmm. If if a person is overweight, they had to have eaten outside of the demands of what I call true hunger because of emotional eating, recreational eating, or what I call toxic hunger, which is feeling ill, and food relieves that sensation of headaches, stomach cramping, fatigue, weakness, irritable, lack of concentration, and eating makes you feel better, so you think you are hungry with those symptoms, and you really were just detoxing. So, a nutrition Diet puts together a whole program that enables people to comfortably eat the right amount of calories, because when you're not eating right, it becomes too uncomfortable to eat the right amount of calories and people can no longer control their food addictions. And and food addiction is a major, you know, in other words, food addiction probably kills more people than cocaine addiction, drug addiction, cigarette addiction, alcohol addiction, whatever it is, it's probably, the most people are dying of food-related illnesses and we have the most overweight population in the history of the human race. So this program is an answer to that which solves the obstacles to what made losing weight so difficult in their past, solving it scientifically with a way that's very healthy and with a way that can achieve long-term results, not just short-term results.
0: Right, right. I completely understand that part of, part of the, uh, uh, the logic there. Now, can you discuss some of the details about food as medicine um, and then experiences you've had in the last 30 years, like- That's enabled people to make complete recoveries from you know chronic illnesses that most think are not fixable.
1: Right. You know, and interestingly, that's the title of my new Food as Medicine is the title of my new PBS television show that's airing this Feb this coming February. So I'm excited about that. My new book is called obviously um Eat for Life, and my show will be Food as Medicine. So but in any case, yeah, and the, the the what I do on that show, and also talk about in the book and in, in my work, is I um, look at disease and the body, we, as you know, something that happens builds up over time. But The body is naturally disease resistant. In other words, we, we have a lot of faith in the body's ability to protect ourselves from disease if fed right. And the miraculous thing is, is the body already is a self-healing and repairing machine when you cut yourself, you heal. What I'm saying is that we've been convinced that getting older and getting sick is natural. And it's, okay, and it's normal to develop high blood pressure and heart disease with aging. It's normal to develop cancer. It's normal to develop diabetes. It's normal to develop these conditions that people develop. And I'm saying, no, those are not normal. If we go back in history to, more, to times when we look at populations eating more primitive diets of natural foods, they did not have heart disease and, did not, and these populations did not see breast cancer in the population. You do not see these conditions we see today. The autoimmune illnesses have exploded in the last 50 years in this country. This is not something that's occurred all through human history. It shouldn't be that surprising, that radical to think that people can get well from these diseases by eating better. You know, you can get well, you can lose weight when you eat better, right? You can get, you know, but you can have gastric bypass surgery or lap band placement and people's diabetes go away when they can't eat much food after that. You know, so, so, but the point I'm making right now is it's not just these weight-related conditions like diabetes and high blood pressure, it's also the autoimmune conditions like lupus and multiple sclerosis and even diseases like asthma and fibromyalgia, which are not clearly autoimmune conditions and allergies still improve when people ratchet up their nutritional excellence in their diet, we see people getting better. The body has an incredible ability to repair itself and heal. And, be, and presenting these cases of people who've made these recoveries, like, you know, just like a girl who's a, a teenager who missed two years of school due to her headaches being so severe that she was even hospitalized in Boston to try experimental drugs to suppress her headaches. And after two months of eating this way, she was able to get back to school, get into college, you know, be on a, be, run for president for, for school class and go, you know, in other words, we're talking about giving people their life back. with this right. other... Pr- or another person who was on a national renal transplant list, waiting for a new kidney for her, for her lupus that couldn't be controlled with medications, with a creatinine of 4.2, who made a complete recovery and got her creatinine back to 0.8, and all these people with multiple sclerosis who who are who are in, in troubled who recover, and you know, and so we're seeing almost all a, a real um, array, a wide array of diseases that are normally considered chronic and not reversible, that they are reversible when people are given this opportunity. And my experience is that the majority of people with autoimmune conditions can make a complete recovery. You don't have to be on these drugs the rest of your life. The fibromyalgia patients routinely make a recovery when you combine diet with the body work we give them, with the, you know, with the compression and improving their, the, the um, softening their tissues to allow more blood flow and nutrients to get into the tissue. We, they routinely get better. So we're talking here about, The idea that there's so many suffering people, let alone just wiping out type 2 diabetes and saving lives there and how much of the money and the suffering involved with those diseases. And look at the type 1 diabetic, the one the diabetes, that's not reversible, that require insulin. When they eat this way, they can have a normal lifespan. It's the American diet that requires so much extra insulin that's causing so much premature death in type 1s. So, even though the type one can't manifest a complete recovery like a type two can, they can still have a normal lifespan and then, have, then not have these, you know, not get blind and kidney failure and leg amputations and all these problems and early heart disease that befalls the typical type one by combining the American diet with the overuse of insulin because the American diet requires a type one to use probably two to three times as much insulin as they should be using. And it's the excess exposure to the excess insulin of type ones that also drives that, that creates their premature demise.
0: Right, right. So, so basically then I, I'm assuming like you were mentioning earlier about your retreat. So these people with all these diseases, you know, can you tell us more about this retreat that they could perhaps go to and maybe even heal themselves?
1: Right. You know, most people read a book, watch the videos, communicate on the website, join the forums they, you know, we have, I have a member at drferman.com. People can join as a member to communicate with me and my medical staff and get, and get um, you know at forums to speak with other people and see questions and ask questions. But there's so many people where they're, they're at a point in their disease process. They've been overweight for so long, they have food addictions, or they've checked out, or they've given up, or this is too difficult to do in their home environment. So many people need the extra professional guidance with food addictions counselors and, and psychotherapists. And, and they just put in a safe environment, like my retreat in San Diego where they say for two or three months. It's almost like going to a drug rehab place for a cocaine addict, but you're going to a food rehab place. There's great chefs, the food tastes incredible. They learn, they drop lots of weight. They learn how to eat this way and make the recipes. They, and you know, they change their outlook on life and their outlook on food. Instead of, you know, they they start to appreciate natural foods and the beauty and the magic of food, how it can heal the body. And their taste buds change. And they almost all say the fog lifts and they can think more clearly and they have more, um, more creativity. And the time they leave, they learn, they've enjo- they learn to enjoy eating this way that they didn't think they could. You know, so it, it prevents the recidivism. We we're talking about earlier regaining weight. And when people go away to a health retreat for a week or two and lose some weight and eat healthy food for a week or two, they inevitably go back home, eat poorly again and gain the weight back.
0: That's true. It, you
1: can't change a person's life and their outlook and the way they, and it just, it's just a week or two was not enough. That's why I set up this retreat where people can stay, you know, four to 12 weeks, but preferably two to three months we're talking about. Then it really gives them the opportunity to work with them and change them forever and get them totally well and have them stick with it. Like a woman, Nicole, who came in, I think she was there about six weeks. She lost almost 50 pounds, wow. but, she, but she went home and she lost 150 more pounds the year she went home. Wow. So she lost 200 pounds in a little, like 15 months, you know, because she had that weight to lose. In the past, she had lost some weight, gained it back again, lost a little weight, gained it back again. But this time she's never going back. She's right. too educated. She's too changed as a person. You know, so I, I learned by running these. Um, so I, I work for certain corporations and we won these one week retreats or getaways to uh, take the, sickly, the sickest employees and try to reverse them and nurse them back to health. But there's too much recidivism after being there for one week. I realize that it takes longer to make sure the person really enjoys eating this way, knows the skills, solved all their obstacles, emotional and, and physical obstacles, where they couldn't maintain this in the past. Because as you know, a lot of people that are overweight have this illicit love affair with unhealthy food. And they right. can't control themselves. And, it's like, and they need some help in being able to put themselves on the right track, getting them back in control getting rid of the addictive drives and retrain their taste buds and learning about, about their, and and fixing their emotional and physical issues, causing them to be that food consuming monster that we were talking about. So yeah, I, my retreat's been a tremendous opportunity for me to enable people to make health transformations, to take people in. Instead of coming to see me for an hour in a medical visit, they come to see me for two months in a medical visit. You know what I mean? So it really um, enables me to really get, get a much better outcome.
0: Right, right. And, and for the people that can't come to the retreat for whatever reason, maybe you could tell us more about your upcoming book and show on PBS so that they could perhaps watch or read and to get more insight?
1: Sure. You know, I've written 12 books. And this book, um, Eat for Life, is probably my last book. I've written a lot. I have a book called The End of Diabetes, The End of Heart Disease, The End of Dieting, Super Immunity. You know, I have cookbooks. So, I, you know I want people not to jump into this. I want them to read and learn and study and, you know, cause knowledge is power and it'll right. give you the ability to understand and to do this and cultivate this in your life. It's very difficult doing this without the right kind of knowledge and to write and how to make it taste great and, you know, learn from the experience that we have and the, the prefer, you know, the, the counseling that we can give people just by reading a book about this, right. self, you know? So yes, my, my book eat for life puts together my life's work. The last 30 years in my, what I've learned in the medical practice of how people can reverse diseases and what were the obstacles that got in people's way who couldn't who and what obstacles do people have to remove and how what do they have to know to really do this? And what and what is the recent science that's been so accumulating over the last over this last decade that it now overwhelmingly supports this methodology and to give people a lot of confidence that they're on the right track here because people are confused, they're brainwashed with so much conflicting information, they don't know what to do, you know?
0: Right, right, no, that's, that's so true. Um, and can you tell us more about, um, were you looking for success on this path um, to help others, and, or did it just come naturally?
1: Well, you know, this, was a, this became a passion of mine. Nutrition and excellent eating became a passion of mine when I was younger. And when I started doing this, I never expected to have, you know, to think of writing books or or getting on TV and and affecting hundreds of thousands of people. I just thought that I'd work in my office and that for people who wanted this type of care, which there would be enough people who would want this type of care, would come to me and get a contrary or or a type of care that they couldn't get from regular doctors. And I'd get a lot of personal satisfaction from watching people being able to improve their health. And that's really why I did it. It wasn't some crazy idea that I was going to write books and make best-selling books or have a television show. I just wanted to help people. You know what I mean? Right. And now I realize, though, is that all these individual people that have recovered their health, it's like, you know how they say put the oxygen mask on yourself first so you can help others? Right. Each one of these people has become like a radiating superstar. They, you know, I call them superheroes because their stories and their health recoveries have now made them role models and each and every one of them have been a reason and a a resource for other people with with similar conditions and for others looking for answers because they see these people as role models. They say, well, if that person got well from diabetes, I can do that. If that person reversed their psoriasis then maybe I can reverse mine. If that person got rid of their asthma or my lupus or multiple sclerosis, I have that problem too. I can do that too. And these people have lost weight, I mean, and kept it off for years and lost so much weight. I mean, they've made such remarkable recoveries. Um, they become special in themselves and watching that happen. So the fact that I've affected people, other physicians, and um, started, you know, and one of, the, what's, one of the people that have had a tremendous impact in having this spread through other doctors learning this and them incorporating it in it the practice and other, you know, in other words, it's been so rewarding to watch it grow and mm-hmm. to watch it grow from the other, from contributions of other people being included as well, including world-class chefs from around the country who's either helped, who, whose own health has been transformed or they saw the other people Bennett, who's, who've now applied their skills and their knowledge to help, to help make, with the help of the recipes and make this taste fantastic as we utilize these high nutrient anti-cancer foods in the diet more. And the, and the acronym, of course, we want people to know that six letter acronym, G-BOMBS. G-B-O-M-B-S, right? Which just identifies um, the foods that have the most powerful anti-cancer benefits that people should try to consume every single day. And they are greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. G-B-O-M-B-S. Greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. Because we could throw a dart at any of those foods and talk about all the studies that show the miraculous healing properties. Like for example, mushrooms. Well, a study done on women, on Asian women, showed that women who ate 10 grams of mushrooms a day about the size of your thumb, had a 64% reduced risk of developing breast cancer Wow! or flax seeds and done a study on lignans in women who had breast cancer showing that those women with breast cancer increased their survival had 71% reduced death rate over that 10 year period from having some lignans in their diet and then the highest foods with the highest amount of lignans are seeds like flax and chia seeds and even even that study you wouldn't expect once you have cancer for doing this type of program to have much effect, but it has a tremendous effect. And there are multiple studies that show that the same foods that prevent cancer, when you feed these foods and when you change the diet of a person who has cancer, it prevents recurrence, they live longer, it helps them survive and of course, and saves lives, unquestionably saves lives. So we're talking here about that this has profound implications of American society. And you're asking me, you know, why, how, the reward of getting into this and why did I get into this and how did that happen? You know, it's it just kind of like snowballs when you start out thinking you're gonna, um, you know, just have a career that you're gonna feel good about and enjoy doing that, right. would, that would keep you excited and passionate. That's the whole reason I'm passionate about this. And I, and, I, and I love to watch people get well and motivate them to do so. And from there, it just got bigger and more. And, and, and of course, the opportunity I've had, I'm very grateful for.
0: That's amazing. And and so, where did you get that passion? was was that always there from the very get go, or or did it just come to stream along when you when you started seeing results in people?
1: Both. You know, I saw. You know, I noticed in the early founders of the natural hygiene, and natural food movement. Where I, when I was a teenager, I was exposed to that movement, and I saw people getting results from making a change in their diet. So I observed it in other people when I was young. And I felt it was really fast. I started to read all the health books when I was in my teens, and early 20s. And the time I became in my mid-20s, I already was passionate about living it this way, about living the life, a healthy life and not, have living the way, or not living and eating the way other Americans eat, which is right. so dangerous. And right. then right. turning that into the opportunity to do it as a career was another element. You know, I was, I was speaking to this woman at my sister's graduation party from college. And this woman was going to medical school, or going to go to medical school. And I was saying, "Well, what a waste that is, because all doctors do is give people drugs. When they, it's like hitting yourself with a hammer every day. And you take a drug to take the pain away, and you hit yourself with a hammer with again. They don't really remove the cause."
0: Right. Right.
1: So this woman said to me, "Well, if you're so passionate about what nutrition can do and all this and these ideas, why don't you go to medical school?" And I was thinking about it, you know, a little bit, not really committed, thinking too old and you know, so. Um, so it re-stirred my interest up in realizing, you know what, I've got to drop my family's business and go back to school. And then I started dating that woman and eventually married her.
0: <laughs> oh, that's sweet.
1: <laughs> so She's my wife.
0: That's a beautiful story. <laughs> and I'm sure she'll be glad to hear that as well, that you, you retold the story again. <laughs> um, so so Dr. Furman, um, I'm sure that you probably haven't made any mistakes, but if any, what did you learn from any of your mistakes, if there were any?
1: Well, there's always plenty of mistakes, (laughs) you know. um, But I think that in my earlier writings, you're trying to be, you know, help society and give and improve the way people live. But I made, but I've learned over the years that when people have food addiction and they're one of these people who have trouble with their relationship with food giving them too much leeway, giving them the ability of maybe doing it 90% doesn't work well for them. They've got to really be immersed and do it 100%. It's like trying to get rid of alcoholism and get rid of your attraction for alcohol while you're still drinking a little bit every day or a little bit every week. It really, really, the people, in order for their taste buds to change, in order to totally feel well again, to remove their illicit love affair with those things that are killing them, They really have to that complete abstinence from the foods that are calling their name is most effective for people so i think for for who have serious food addiction and serious medical problems so now you know now when a person comes to me as a patient i say to them are you here to lose a little weight to improve your health or do you want it or would you like it if i could totally wipe out your diabetes, get you off the blood pressure medications, have you get back to a perfect weight and do, do you want everything to do everything possible and get per, as healthy as you can possibly get and totally well, or you just wanna play around and get a little bit healthy? And they almost always say, no, I want the whole thing, I want the whole kit and caboodle, I wanna to get totally well, I wanna get off the diabetic drugs, I wanna be non-diabetic, I wanna get rid of my headaches. I want to get rid of... So then I say to them, well then, I don't want you to decide what to eat. I don't wanna talk about what you like to eat, what you mm-hmm. feel like eating, what you think you should eat, what you believe you eat should eat, what you think is best you eat, because all those things you've done got you in this position you are right now. Now, you have to eat what I want you to eat, and I'll give you the recipes and the menus and exactly what to eat, and I don't want you to judge it how much you like it, because that's irrelevant. We have to test it and see whether it's gonna reverse your disease over the next couple of weeks, but I'm gonna show you that as you eat this way, your taste buds are gonna change, no matter how flat food tastes to you right now, or this doesn't taste salty enough, whatever the issues are, sweet enough, whatever the issues are, that your taste buds will get stronger, you'll learn the recipes, you'll see the miraculous results happen, and you'll start to love eating this way. And I promise you, if you work with me and you don't judge at the beginning, and you learn the information, you understand the reasoning, you study this information, and you give it time, you will love, learn to love eating this way. So I really am actually stricter with people now than I was at the beginning of my career. Um, you know, I, I get better results when I'm can, when I can have them be immersed in the process, so they can see the magic right away, and they can see they drop the 20 pounds the first month. They can see they're off their medication, their diabetes is gone, they're breathing better, they're thinking better, their headaches are gone, and then we, so we we get better results by not having them dabble too much in things they shouldn't be doing. It's kind of like they don't get the results. They don't really get thrilled about what's happening and they still keep their connection with the things that are preventing them from really developing the taste muscle they need to develop. And then so it, it's so much that people really need to immerse themselves in. And I think that's the biggest thing.
0: Right, right. No, that makes sense. And, and from anything, um, from all that you've told us today, what is one or maybe two things that you can, that we can take away from your experiences, um, something, you know, words of wisdom, um, something that you can offer us, for, for listeners, um, people watching, um, that you could tell us, um, any, any advice?
1: Well, lots of advice, but, um, <laughs> but one of the mantras is, "I want people to eat a raw you know, vegetables: so if people, you know if the whole world changed their lunch, like if they had for lunch a giant salad with a dressing nice. made from nuts and seeds and tomato sauce. And vinegar, one of my favorite dressings is just a peeled orange whipped with a squeeze of lemon, some ca- raw cashews and toasted sesame seeds and a little splash of blood orange vinegar or, or apple cider vinegar and make this sesame you know, um, orange dressing. That's one of my favorite dressings. But we teach people just how to make a few, just learn a few healthy salad dressings right. and make a big pot of vegetable bean soup on the weekend. And if, you, if the whole country ate, a big serving of salad for lunch with a bowl of vegetable bean soup and a piece of fruit. Salad, soup, piece of fruit for lunch. Lunch is the most important meal of the day. Right. Make your salad you know, at home. Bring it with you when you travel. Make the soup on the weekends. Put it out into 10 different containers. You just grab one when you go to work or something or leave the house. You get the beans and the vegetables into you. And so that's one most important thing. I want people to learn how to make these salad dressings. Number two, you should eat an earlier dinner and do not go to bed on a full stomach. Do right. not, you know, you need a few hours to digest food after you finish eating dinner and people should be going to bed on an empty stomach. Right. That's the secret to longevity is don't have food regurgitating and digesting when you're lying in bed at night. At night. Right. So those are two main secrets to a long, healthy life. You know, so I hope people that are listening to this um, start to make these changes and have a desire to learn more and take it to the next level.
0: That is amazing. Um great advice uh Dr. Furman. I mean you've given always nothing but great advice whether it's in your books whether it's on TV. Um it's it's been nothing but uh inspirational for me um and and, and enlightening. Um so thank you Dr. Furman Furman for enlightening us on nutrition and how it plays uh, a role in our health and life and Uh, well-being. And I think that we can safely say that we're not eating the way we did 100 years ago. However, uh, if we did go back to eating um, the way we did, um, you know, eating more natural foods, and we wouldn't see the spike in diseases that we're seeing now that you mentioned earlier.
1: So, we, you know what it is, though? We have these modern advances in nutritional science where we can eat healthier than any human has ever ate before. We right. can live longer and do better. They didn't know what we know 100 years ago. The cavemen didn't know what we know. We know so much more today and we have the ability to have more variety, nutritional variety in your diet by cultivating foods from different parts of the world that we now can grow in the United States and have shipped into us to be frozen. There's just so much knowledge we have today to tweak the diet to make it to be, make it not only taste better and not having availability of foods we never had before in the wide spectrum we had while we have the same wide availability to, eat, to live to be 100 years old and have great health, we also have the obviously availability and temptation from these frankenfoods that cause depression and cancer and take over our brain and make us into a food addict in these fast foods and commercial baked goods and processed foods and oils and sugars. And this, so this, There's so much more people who are sick, but at the same time, we have this opportunity to be healthier than we ever could have been. So it's not just, you know, we're not saying duplicate the diet that we ate a long time ago. We can do, right. we know more now and we have the science mm-hmm. behind it and we know more, we have very, very, a, a, a tremendous amount of scientific support because so people can feel very confident they're doing what's best for the long-term health.
0: Right, definitely well said. And, and what Hippocrates once said, uh, you know, let food be thy medicine and let medicine be thy food.
1: Right, and that's the most important thing and to give people hope, to let right. them know that they don't have to be sick they can get well if they want to
0: They can and they will and and with your help, um, thank you, Dr. Furman, for all that you do in, in helping others and, and helping their lives. I think it 's a, it's a great thing that you 're doing. Um, not everyone can do it or, or does do it, but you as a doctor who really truly cares for people 's lives um, and people 's health, um, you know and the country 's health, I, I think uh, not just locally but internationally, i think it 's wonderful. So thank you once again uh, for all that you do.
1: My pleasure. Of course, all the great health to you and all your listeners. Wishing you well. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you. And everyone have a good night. Thank you.